Um, and I walk in this building and I see, you know, black, white and, and kind of like guys in suits and just kind of guys you just see on the block and, and everything in between. And I'm like, wow, this is amazing. This is, this fits my kind of ideology of how, how things should be, you know, everyone just together. And I thought, yeah, this is, this is cool. Now I had no plans necessarily of becoming a Christian at that point. I'd made no mental commitment. I was just kind of holding to my promise to go along to this church I was invited to. Welcome to the Reclamation Podcast. My name is Aldo Martin. And I'm Cousin Eddie. And together, we're going to explore what it's like to be in and leave a religious cult. For more info on the Reclamation Podcast, find me on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at Aldo B. Martin. Today we have Dell with us. And Dell is a former member. And like many of us, he has left the organization and has just recently begun the journey of making sense of it all. So before we begin with the questions, Dell, how are you, man? Very well, very well. Thank you, Aldo. Good to be here. Thank you very much, man. We got Cousin Eddie on the check-in. Thank you, thank you. So, Dell, man, you, you've listened to the first couple of episodes of the Reclamation Podcast. And, yeah. and in the first couple episodes, um, I described what it looked like when I first stepped foot or stepped onto the scene of the ICOC in yeah. uh in New York City in 1995. You joined in London in 1994. Is that right? That's right, 94, yeah. Right? And so if you could please walk us through your first visit, man. Your first okay. visit to the ICOC in London. Please tell us okay. about that. Okay, okay. Um okay, well, uh yeah, I'll just go into the first time I entered the church. I was basically met um, a, a little while before, maybe a month or so before, and uh, promised I'd, I'd go along to, to the meeting um, upon being invited. Uh, the first couple of times I went along, there was no one in the building, but I did promise I'd go. So I went along, I think the third time maybe, and uh, walked into this place. And at the time I was a pretty kind of, uh, I was a pretty, uh, you know, I had my own kind of ideologies about the world, you know. Um, people coming together, the, the brotherhood how, how old, of man. How old, how old were you? I would have been uh, 18, 19 at the time. 18, around 18, 19. So, or just turned 19 at the time by just a weeks, maybe six weeks or so. So, um, you know, I kind of walk into this building um, and um, the first thing I see is like people of different colours. Now, I'm from a tradition uh, where... The vast majority of the individuals in the church are, are women, um, maybe in their, you know, 50s up to 70s, 80s, big round hats, Caribbean, you know, t tambourines. You know, that that was my background in terms of church, Pentecostal, classic Pentecostal. Um, and I walk in this building and I see, you know, black, white and, and kind of like guys in suits and just kind of guys you just see on the block and, and everything in between. And I'm like, wow, this is amazing. This is, this fits my kind of ideology of how, how things should be, you know, everyone just together. And I thought, yeah, this is, this is cool. Now I had no plans necessarily of becoming a Christian at that point. I'd made no mental commitment. I was just kind of holding to my promise to go along to this church I was invited to. That was it. So I walk in and, and the first, uh, uh, I'm, 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 no one's with me. I've not been, you know, met and take, I'm just walking by myself. Okay. And the first thing I see is this, guy. I see this guy, um, tall white guy, 
real handsome, chiseled dude, you know. Now, what's this guy doing in this church? Because there's some, like, young kind of people. You know, they're, like, from, like, 13 to, like, you know, my age at the time, 19, you know, to, you know, everything. There was just a, whole, a, real, a real blend. So I see this guy and I think, what's this guy? Doesn't look like he's, I bet he's like, he must be a visitor or something like me. I, I felt kind of comfortable walking up to this guy or at least being in his presence because he felt like he shouldn't really be here. A little bit like I felt at that, at that point. This guy, <laughs> this guy who I see, um, he's not only is he this chiseled, tall, kind of good looking, kind of white dude, shaven head. <laughs> this guy is wearing a dashiki, man. He's wearing <laughs> You know, and I'm like, my mind's blown. I'm, at that point, I'm kind of sold at that point. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, uh, I love that sold is the, uh, the key term. <laughs> so I'm like, wow, this is like, this is cool. Like, I'm going to sit next to that guy. <laughs> so I just kind of decide I'll perch next to this dude. And he like, he's a member of the church, right? I don't know that. And he's got a songbook in his aim, and I do him, man. I'm like, how you doing? Yeah, cool. And uh, you want to share a songbook? You know, he, he figures I'm obviously a visitor. And I'm like, okay, cool. So, and I'm not singing the song, but I'm looking at, I'm reading the words and just catching the vibe, you know. And everyone's singing, and it's just a, an incredible energy, you know. Um, just incredible energy. And that was my first kind of um, impression when, when, when I walked through the doors and, you know, my first few minutes. The, the the song, man, the song. What was the rhythm? What was the rhythm of you the know, song? You know, I pretty much, I can remember the first song. You know, I, I can actually remember the first song and I can see the song leader right now on stage. It was I Hear God Singing to Me. That was the first song. And it was a bit like, ooh, ooh, what does that mean? Yeah, yeah. For myself, like, ooh, that's, I kind of like this rhythm. I like this song. I like the way the sisters are singing against the brothers. And yeah. it was all quite, you know, I was like, wow. Um they were singing no traditional redemption songs like from the redemption song book that you get in no. in most, you know, kind of Pentecostal churches. This was a whole new set of church tracks that sounded kind of a bit more <laughs> modern and, you know, relatable, right? New, new church tracks. New church tracks. You know, they had some new hits, they had some, some, new, some new cuts. So uh, it, was, oh, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was it was something special, you know, walking in for the first time and witnessing, you know, you know the, the energy. When we spoke, man, you, you kind of gave me a little breakdown of the rhythm, man. Can you give that for the audience a little bit, how, how that went? <laughs> the rhythm. Oh, yes, 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 yes. At one point, they're singing this rhythm. Um, uh, oh, gosh. Um, let me see if I can remember. Yeah, the rhythm was... Um, the guy singing dum 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 I feel like I feel like you guys just walked into it like a scene out of Willy Wonka or something. You can see these guys kind of bobbing along singing this rhythm. I know you mean Except except Willy Wonka, they weren't they were not wearing daishikis, so please. Yeah, so no please. <laughs> I I do find it I I find it kind of interesting, Dell, that you mentioned that uh, walking into this room and seeing all these different cultures and mm. this kind of fitting your ideologies, similar to your experience, where you stepped foot into Central Park and you were like, it was like walking into Narnia for the first time. It was this different landscape of all these beautiful people. Mm -hmm. And you were like, what is this? Like this magical kingdom. <laughs> magical kingdom. 
It's funny you should say that because Dell, we didn't call it the church. What did we call it, Dell? The kingdom. Mm-hmm. We were in the kingdom. That's right. Make no mistake. Make no mistake. Don't you ever disrespect. We were in the kingdom. And and I oddly enough, he was experiencing the same thing mm-hmm. a year before me right. in a totally different continent. Mm-hmm. You follow what I'm saying? So this is whew. So anyhow, I, I love how you painted that picture for us. And I hope the uh, the audience at home can can imagine this. So you're 19 years old, you come in and 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 the vibes are palpable. Yeah. Now, I want to fast forward all the way. I want to fast forward. I want you to walk us through your last visit with the church. Okay. Okay. Um, now, now hold, hold on a second. The audience can't see this, but when I just asked Dell to walk us through the last visit, he, he made a face. He he stepped <laughs> back from the screen. And and gave me a face that said, "Ooh, you sure?" So, go ahead, man. Walk us okay, through the last well, visit, bro. The last service ever. The last church service. Now, and what year uh, was this? Now, this would have, this would be nineteen ninety three. No, two thousand three. Uh, two thousand three. Yep. Two thousand three. And at this point, I've been in the church for the better part of ten years. And um, uh, it's a Wednesday evening. And uh, there's been a lot that's been going on at that point. The church was basically in the midst of imploding. And, uh, you know, there's, you know, people are dropping like flies. Every single service, every single week, there's less and less and less people coming through the door. Well, I'm still there at this point. And it's a Wednesday evening. And uh, the preacher's up there, you know. Um, the Wednesdays are generally more focused on the disciples um, as opposed to visitors on Sundays. So um, there's a sermon being given and um, we're in a stage, at this stage, people are feeling a little bit more, people are feeling brave. People are feeling they're able to speak up. People are feeling they're able to air their grievances at this point. A lot's changed since 1994. And I guess we'd say the evangelist, that's what we'd call him, was up there on stage and he was doing his sermon and making some points. And he must have said something. That, that upset someone, or one of the congregation. It was a sister. She happened to be sitting right next to me. She sprung out of her, uh, her seat, that kind of made me jump, and just went for this guy's neck. How dare you? How dare you say that? No, 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 no. Like, like he's in mid-flow, and she just jumps up and just goes for him. And everyone kind of stops and listening. And she's right next to me, and I'm, I'm getting the energy. You know, I'm like, I'm right there. And his response was just to stop. I remember the sound of his head hitting the pulpit. And he just burst into tears and said, God, I'm, it, just, it just disgrieves me to see your people in so much pain. And I remember at that moment, everything went into kind of slow motion. And I looked across and I saw faces I'd known for a long, long time, fairly new faces, a little bit confused about this new group they've just joined. You know, um, the concerns of the front, the famous front row, all the kind of up and coming individuals or evangelists or, you know, the leaders would be up in the front and just their faces and just the kind of confusion. And it was like I woke up out of a 10 year coma. I just woke up and realized what I'd been a part of the spell in that moment just 
broke. Like wow. whoever came in that, whoever came through that door, uh, uh, you know, that guy who came, who, who went through that door in 94 for the first time, suddenly came back to life again. And I was like, that's it. I'm done. I am done. Hmm. And I'll tell you what I'd done. I'll tell you what I'd done. After 10 years of being a good boy, a good soldier, I never missed a meeting, not even if I was ill, um, baptized people, done all the things I was requested to do. I was a good little boy, a good soldier in that church for 10 years. And that one service, I went home. And in a nutshell, um, there were certain things from my past that, that were still awake, like, like my, my weed dar, I knew where the weed spot was. And I, I went out and uh, got some, 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 some cannabis and went home and smoked a joint and just pondered on what I'd just been doing for the last 10 years. And that was my last service. And I never went back. Wow. Yeah, Cousin Eddie, you weren't expecting that. No, that's giving me chills. And I, I really wanted to to start at that point, Dell, the beginning and the end of of the contrast. And you had your your Sunday service, which was really for the visitors, right? That's how it's designed. It's really for the visitors. And then, like you said, the midweek services were really centered on you know the church members, the disciples. <clears throat> And it just so happened that it was at one of those uh, meetings for the disciples that you that you woke up. There's a lot to understand there, man. And I'd, I'd like for the audience to understand why you thought you wasted your years there. Right. Can you, you you've just alluded to it a little bit in saying that you were a good soldier. You were a good soldier. Can you describe your time with the church? Like, what was your level of involvement, right? Like, how, describe what that meant to be a good soldier with this organization. To be a good soldier, you know, is it, that's the way I'm putting it now. Uh, the way we would have spoken about that particular kind of character would have been to have been a faithful disciple, to be sold out is the term we would use, a sold out disciple. If if you was if you were being described if you were being described as a sold out this brother's sold out you're you got the kingdom game on you know, <laughs> you know at that point you know kingdom game baby <laughs> kingdom game is on you know um, the brothers are gonna want to be you yep the sisters are gonna want to date you yep the leaders are gonna mark you yep for higher callings. Yep, yep. So, and, uh, so uh, sold out, super spiritual, super spiritual. Bro, bro, know. bro, bro. I'm, I'm gonna stop you right there, real quick. Did you guys use use the word awesome? In oh, in, oh. Okay. Well, here's the thing. We're from the UK. You see, I'm from the UK. Obviously, you can tell by this accent. And um, we don't. You really awesome is a very American term. We don't really say awesome. That's something we hear on TV. Uh, you know, the, 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 the ICOC has um, its own lexicon. And uh, no matter where you are in the world, you will, you will adopt this, this, you know, these terms. And, and uh, it's odd to see because they had this, uh, this uh, propaganda they would have, they would produce every few months called the KNN, the Kingdom. Kingdom uh, News Network, baby, Kingdom KNN. News Network, KNN, right? Kingdom News Network, right? Yeah. And you'd have guys from Russia, the Philippines, you know, uh, Sweden, you know, Swahili, 
Nigeria, and they're all saying awesome, and it's I mean, just fired up, and I, I'm, I'm literally just cranking, you know, and <laughs> it's just like they, they all had the same kind of and the way of kind of expressing themselves. Yeah, chipisms, I would call them chipisms. So you know, again, uh, question from I remember is you know describe the sold out brother, the kind of committed brother. So. So yeah, you know, I, I, you know, I, I took it really seriously. I, I never miss meetings. You know, um, it was um, you get to a point where you know you had a disciple, someone assigned to be your spiritual guru, who would guide you um, and and help you, and basically they would be there to tell you what to do and you know to give you permission to do certain things. You know, you had to check off with your disciple to make sure. Anyway, um, you know, I, uh, you know, I was one of the brothers initially who would be bringing people to church, baptizing people, you know, never missing meetings, bringing my contribution along all the time, always being on dates, um, doing all the things a good brother's required to do, you know, praying early, early hours of the morning with brothers, traveling way across London to be somewhere at 5 a.m. to pray with his brother, you know. Mm. Um, mm. And, uh, you know, the more tired and destroyed you were at the end of that week, the kind of more spiritual you were. Mm. And I, I figured that out quickly. So just destroyed myself, you know? Um, yeah. Um, there's a, there was a, a model to, 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 to adopt. Yeah. And the closer you could kind of, uh, um, emulate that model, you know, yeah. the, 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 the better regard, you know, the higher regard you might say, you know, can you describe a typical day for yourself back in yeah. those days? Uh, so let me see a particular <laughs> typical day. So a typical day would be something like this. Actually, it might be easy to describe a typical week, but I'll start with the day. Okay, so let's say on a, on a, on a, on a, let's say on a Monday, you know, after church on a Sunday, you know, after work, if you work during the, you know, in the day, you know, the first thing you'd want to do, um, or no, let's say you'd get up in the morning and, and you get up pretty early, probably 6 a.m., maybe 5 a.m. and have your quiet time. Hey, and quiet hey, time. hey, don't forget the quiet time. Quiet time, right? Don't ever yeah. walk, don't walk out of the door. Without having your quiet time, because you might go to hell. You just might. You know, you might not get any visitors that day, you know, any contacts. God might not even hear you that day. You might be, you you, you, you might fall into sin that day if you don't have a mm-hmm. quiet time. Mm-hmm. It's, wow. you know, it's dangerous territory if you mm-hmm. don't check in in that morning, right? <laughs> and, <laughs> dangerous territory. I like it. Go on, man. Go on. Go on. You know, Satan's roaring lion, you know, you got to be, you got to have your sword and shield and your belt buckle of truth and your shoot. You know, you, you got to be ready, right? You gotta have the armor of God, right? So you better be prepared that morning, you know, fully equipped. <laughs> fully equipped. Fully equipped. There we go. Yes. Oh, throwback. Oh man, listen, listen, man. I've been getting messages from people all over, right? And and the messages that people have are 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 sending me is they're saying things like, "Man, you're bringing back so many memories by saying this and that." Bro, you just said equipped. That just took me back. <laughs> yeah, that was one of them. <laughs> oh, oh, man. You know, Cousin Eddie, you would think that I would stop reacting like this because you would think I've heard it all. But every new person just, they, they throw in another detail. And right, I'm just, right, right. Yeah, I'm that just, makes sense. I'm revved up, man. Yeah. So, so now you're fully equipped with your quiet time. Fully equipped, you know, had your quiet time. And, uh, and, you know, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you one particular, um, I'll give you one, uh, something that happened back in 95 would have been, I remember, 
Um, I was just fresh out of college and I had my first little job, you know, but I'm, you know, this is not, this is an interesting little detail. Um, you know, my introduction into the working world, um, you know, I, I was a Christian. I'd never worked in a working world, I'd just been a regular person. I was introduced into this environment from college as a Christian. So, you know, the way I conducted myself was kind of interesting around, around people. Um, for instance, I remember being in a lift with a, with a woman going down from one floor to another. I'm and, sorry, a, you know, a lift? I, I, I was at work and there was an internal lift at work, the place I was working. You mean like an elevator? An elevator. Okay, he was in an elevator. I'm sorry, uh, man. Pardon, pardon my <laughs> ignorance. Pardon my ignorance, man. I'm sorry. Go on. I, I should remember. And uh, yeah, but you know, we're going from one floor to another floor, and um, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm from a kind of place, you know, the culture that I've just adopted, you know, to be just you and a sister in a closed space with the door closed is kind of not really a done thing, you know. In fact, if if you had to go to a sister's house. Um, just you and her, and you had to be in the house, you'd leave the door ajar. There's something, you just leave the door open slightly, put a stone there or something and put some, <laughs> that, that's a kind of, just kind of to make sure it's clear that nothing's going to go the on. evil the spirits can get out. So the demons can get out and not, not get in, right? <laughs> Seriously. So I'm in this lift, you know, and even just, just for a few seconds. But again, I was like, so I just felt like I better reach out to her. So I remember saying to this girl, I'm, I'm a Christian. And I remember she kind of looked at me. She was, she was like, um, okay, as if to say, easy, all right. That's, obviously, the way I said it must have been quite aggressive or must have been quite nervy, you know. And she was like, oh, almost trying to be sure. But, okay, it's okay, you're a Christian. That's fine. It's okay, all right. Um, <laughs> and it was just an odd moment, just an unrelatable, really odd moment. But I think, but, uh, I think we've, know, all, we've all had those. I think we've all oh, had yeah. those. Yeah, we've all yeah. had those. God damn. But, uh, yeah, but, um, you know, everything was just about reaching out to people. I guess yeah. is, is, is so, so, so take us through the rest of the week, man, because I guess the question I the asked was week, bad because so, okay. it's it's it, you're right. It is more pertinent or more beneficial or clearer to say what the week looks like as opposed to a yeah. day. Yeah. Next time on The Reclamation. Um, and you should be if you're not if you don't have your own study you should be in on a study the very least but Thursday nights you should be involved at that so what we used to call um, we used to call that I think we'd say a prime time was the term we'd use prime time and then Saturday night was date night that was the one time where you could kind of let your hair down pile drive them yell pick them up <laughs> yeah she, she gave him a DDT and then he, 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 he